Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to r slash am I the jerk where this woman wonders if she's in the right or wrong for calling her future sister-in-law an entitled bridezilla Now before we get into that I do just firstly want to talk quickly about my most recent am I the jerk episode A lot of you were not very happy with my opinion on the final story I'll put the thumbnail on screen right now also link to the original episode down below if you're on a podcast platform The title was r slash am I the jerk for letting my kid drink wine and the final story was about a mum telling her future mother-in-law not to tell her toddler that they make her sad now on this one i'm happy to hold my hands up and say that yeah i was wrong uh my comments weren't great having watched them back now and analyzing this a little bit more i was kind of just focused on the wrong thing to be honest whereas you guys kind of called me out rightfully so and said nah you're wrong and fair enough I don't think that I normally get things too horribly wrong on this one. I probably did. I will give myself a little bit of an excuse. I was trying to record about seven episodes in a day in preparation for going away for the next two weeks. So I wasn't as focused as I normally am. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, got it wrong. You guys were right. And, and thanks for calling me out in the comments down below. That is the beauty of this subreddit. It is opinion based. Sometimes I do get things wrong. Hopefully I won't get things as wrong, as drastically wrong in, in this episode as I did in the last. We'll see. I probably will. But... Nonetheless, get your comments in on this one. Yeah, I screwed up on the last one, but hey, here we go. Am I the jerk for calling my brother's fiance an entitled bridezilla for name dropping me during wedding planning? I am a 28 year old woman and my brother JC proposed to his girlfriend Izzy over the summer The background to this whole drama is that I plan a lot of parties and earlier this year I planned the wedding of my boyfriend's sister and was a bridesmaid I am not a professional, I just have a good grasp of aesthetics and I know a lot of people in the local area. So my friends ask or I offer to help with party slash event planning sometimes. About six weeks ago, I got a call from Izzy asking me to be her maid of honor. I was very surprised because we don't know each other well and my calendar in the early part of the year is so hectic that I really don't have time. I was upfront with her about this telling her how flattered I was and that I'd be happy to be a bridesmaid if she wanted, but I just wasn't able to take on maid of honor responsibilities. Izzy was annoyed about this and admitted that she had expected that I would accept being maid of honor and offer to plan the wedding with her, since I had for my cousin previously and my boyfriend's sister. I said again that if she wanted me to be a bridesmaid, I would happily do that, but I wasn't going to plan her wedding or associated events. She begrudgingly accepted this, but I had a feeling when it came time to officially have a bridesmaid, I wouldn't be one, which is fine. JC never brought this up, so I thought no more about it. A couple of days ago, I got a call from the event coordinator of a hotel I've used for events in the past. 
This person had questions about my wedding requirements. I was confused, obviously. It transpired that Izzy had called this hotel and used my name to get an appointment with the coordinator and then further dropped my name to try to secure a sizable discount, saying that I was involved in planning the wedding. I was mortified. Yep, I think it's pretty clear now as to why Izzy wanted you as her maid of honor, despite the fact that you've said yourself, you're not even really friends. On a hunch, I called the owner of the restaurant where I held my parents' anniversary party to ask if he'd had any contact about an event I'm planning. He had. Again, Izzy had called about hosting a bridal shower, again, asking for a discount based on my name. I called Izzy and said she had a nerve to be touting my name around, embarrassing me in front of people I know and work with, all without my knowledge. We argued. Izzy said it shouldn't have been a big deal to mention me, since I wouldn't help her, it's the least I could do. To which I said, not when you try to lowball my contacts and don't even ask me if I'm okay with you using me as a contact. The argument went on until I called her an entitled bridezilla and hung up. Now, JC says that I shouldn't have said that to her and just let the venues tell her no on their own, but I think it's nuts that she feels entitled to use my name and then run it through the mud with people who have really helped me in the past. So, am I the jerk here? Yeah, as I said halfway through this one, I think there's no doubt now that she's picked you to be her maid of honor just because she wants to use your name and your expertise and your time to get and you know achieve as good a wedding as she possibly can. She doesn't care about you really as a person. I mean, from what we can see here, she just wants selfishly to do what's best for her, which to be fair, I kind of rate, but then you can't just, yeah, as you say, OP, use OP's name without asking her to then try and get the best possible deals because OP's right, that is gonna potentially tarnish her relationships that she's fostered over, I don't know how many years with people that she wants to maintain those relationships with it makes complete sense as to why you'd say no you can't just go to people that you know i work closely with or have had events with in the past and try and use my name to to get really really low prices which they're never going to give anyway or perhaps even suggest that i'm going to be involved in an event that i'm not going to be involved in and also Let's be honest, like calling someone an entitled bridezilla, it's not exactly the worst insult of all time. <laughs> and also it's, it's a fact, isn't it? She is being entitled and uh, yeah, I think it's completely fine. Let's move on. Now for our second Am I the Jerk story. Am I the jerk for always letting my middle daughter choose her room or bed first on vacations? My husband and I have four kids. Evan, who is 20, Adriana, who is 16, Elizabeth, 15, and Michael, also 15. We try to travel three to four times a year. Three years ago, the night before we were supposed to leave, my friend told us we couldn't use her cabin anymore. We were all looking for new places, and Adriana sent a listing for this small town in the middle of nowhere. We ignored it the first few times she sent it, but she eventually talked us into looking at it, and it was perfect. We paid a little over $200 a night for a beautiful cabin on the lake with a games room and enough beds to allow everyone to get their own. The people were great, the drive wasn't bad, and there was actually a lot of things to do there. It's become one of our favorite vacation spots. When Adriana was 14, we pretty much started letting her book family vacations. She had to run everything by us first, but she was the one that chose where we went and where we stayed. Her only condition is that she gets first pick for rooms and beds. She's even booked an international vacation for us, including flights and a rental car. We've given the other kids opportunities to help with vacations. They all know if they can find a place that we'd want to go to and stay within a budget, they can get first dibs if we book it. 
The problems are that they have a hard time sticking to a budget or they're set on a specific place, even if it's not suitable for everyone. They'll pick a hotel or rental that's nearly the entire or over the vacation budget or doesn't have enough rooms because it has a specific feature. Because of this, we almost always go with Adriana's choice. We recently spent three nights in a cabin with three bedrooms. Two rooms had a king bed and an ensuite. The third had four twin beds. Adriana chose one of the rooms with the king beds. There was a pull-out couch available, but none of them wanted it. After we left, the other kids were upset that Adriana got her own room and bathroom while the rest of them had to share. I told them they know the deal and that if they can find a place for everyone, stay within budget and pick a place that we'd all want to go to, they can also choose their room and bed. They say they try, but we always pick Adriana's listings. I told them her listings are usually more practical. We paid a little under $600 for the cabin that we stayed at after taxes and fees. It had so many free activities nearby that the entire three-day vacation for six people came out to just under $1,000. They can't beat it with a $1,800 listing with two beds and a single bathroom. They think we're being unfair and should rotate who books the vacations and chooses the rooms, but I just don't have that kind of money to throw away and I'm not gonna deal with the fighting that'll inevitably come when they pick a place with not enough beds or bathrooms. Now this one is super interesting because my opinion changed halfway through reading this. I've got to say, at the start, I thought it was completely fair, right? The person that organizes the holiday gets to choose the best room. If no one else is putting in any effort and Adriana at age 13, right? And 14 is, is able to do this and is booking a really suitable and cheap, efficient, you know, just like fun holiday for all the family, six members, and she's doing that all herself. I would say, yeah, if everyone's okay with it, she deserves the best room. However, what I didn't realize or what then became clear is that the other children are also trying to get involved and book, right? I think it's all well and good her having the best room if she's the only one that, that's booking all this stuff and has the expertise and knows what everyone wants, etc., etc., and everyone else is okay with letting her book and then choosing the best room as a reward. But the other kids are all actively trying to get involved and book it at the same time. It's just they're not as good as Adriana. So what you're doing, in my opinion, by giving Adriana the choice of the best room every single time, is kind of saying that because she is good at something and your other kids aren't as good, then she'll get rewarded. So you're not really rewarding the effort level. You're rewarding someone that's better at something than someone else. That's just not really fair. And I don't think that's how it should be, right? I mean, what if someone is just naturally talented at something? Like say maths, right? Say I don't work very hard at maths but I'm better than my sister, but she's worked way harder than me. My parents aren't gonna reward me more for getting a better grade when she's the one that's worked a lot harder. It's just not gonna happen. So yeah, at that point, I think that unfortunately, OP has become the jerk here. Just looking through the comments and OP's replies as well, it does seem that the problem is a little bit more with OP than, than Adriana. It seems to me as if OP just wants the cheapest holidays that, that kind of suit her rather than caring about what the kids generally think uh which is interesting and, and, and not great and also one more thing is that adriana didn't actually find a place that was acceptable for everyone she found a place that was great for her and great for you two op and your husband but for the other kids i mean that's not great right that, I mean, i'm calling them kids they're not really kids evan is 20 elizabeth 
is 15 and Michael's 15. Yet they're all having to share one small room with, you know, not the greatest beds. Whereas Adriana gets an entire room with an ensuite and a king bed. That's not really appropriate, I would say, especially given the ages of the children and their different genders. I mean, who knows? Maybe you disagree with me on that one, guys. Let me know in the comments down below. But, you know, Elizabeth at 15, does she really want to share a room with Michael at 15 and Evan at 20? I'd say probably not. Ultimately, surely as the adults, just plan the vacation yourself. I get it, she's good at doing it, but just do it yourself and then take the best room because you've done it and you're spending the money and then everyone's happy, surely. Am I the jerk for leaving class after my teacher wouldn't drop a topic I'd asked her to drop? I am a 16 year old woman and my school has two blood drives each year. Only those 16 and up can give blood. The day before the drive, students go class to class to ask who wants to participate that can. They came into my class and asked. All but three students raised their hands, me and two others. The teacher, who is big on giving to those in need, started asking us why we didn't raise our hands. When she asked me, I told her that I wasn't allowed to and physically couldn't as I am anemic. My doctor told me not to give blood outside of a hospital. She said that wasn't a valid reason and I spent over 10 minutes trying to explain why I couldn't but it was like she just couldn't understand. Other students had also tried to explain, but she wasn't having it. I started to get frustrated and I asked if she would just please leave it alone and that I just wasn't going to give blood because I didn't want to end up getting more upset and accidentally raising my voice or saying something that would get me in trouble. She said, not until you give me a reason why. I gathered my things and told her that if this bothered her so much, contact my dad and talk to him. I also told her that I was going to the office to file a complaint because getting mad at me for something like this was extremely unprofessional on her part and I wasn't going to deal with this. I texted my friends about it and one of them said that I should have just shut up and dealt with it. That my response was rude and disrespectful. Another friend agreed with her and now my friend group is split. My mum also said I was out of line and that I should have waited until lunch to report it. My dad says he agrees with me and we'll have a conversation with the school about it. Well, thank God somebody, your dad, has a brain. What? I feel a little bad though. Was my reaction really that disrespectful? I didn't mean for it to be. Am I the jerk? Oh my God, do I even need to react to this? Do I even need to turn my face cam on? Obviously not. You, you know what? I, I can't even be bothered to react. I mean, clearly, you're not the jerk. Just a crazy invasion of privacy. Let's move on to the next one. And guys, uh, really? If any of you disagree with me, don't even bother commenting. It's the easiest, am I the jerk? No, you're not, of all time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Am I the jerk for banning my son's mum from a memorial? My ex-wife Diana has three boys who are 16, 12, and 10. We divorced pretty much after the youngest was born. We also both remarried. She married Christopher and got a divorce last year after seven years of marriage. I'm still happily married to my wife, Jessica. Christopher and my boys were pretty close and they were bummed when the divorce happened. I always got along with the dude. 
A few months after the divorce, Christopher disclosed that the divorce was over him being diagnosed over adenocarcinoma and Diana not wanting to be his nursemaid or responsible for his medical bills. Checks out. He told me this because he wanted to leave whatever he had to my kids. Unfortunately, he had no family of his own. Obviously, I said, of course, and signed paperwork. A few months ago, I got a call from a social worker saying that Christopher was a few months from dying and unable to care for himself. He gave her my number. Basically, they needed someone to help with end of life. He'd made me his power of attorney. He was living in a county hospice and my wife and I moved him into our home because he deserved to live his final days in dignity. It also taught my kids about compassion. Unfortunately, he died after two weeks. He was cremated a few days ago and me, my wife, my kids, and a few of our friends are planning to spread his ashes at the beach this weekend. Diana asked if she could attend and I told her to kick rocks. She wanted nothing to do with him when he was dying. I'm not saying Christopher was a burden, but that's really sad that this dude had to reach out to his ex-wife's first husband like he did. It was clearly more her responsibility. I said she can't sit there and let us do all the hard work so she can come in at the end as the grieving widow. My older son thinks I should let her come and I told him to mind his own business and mouth. I'm not going to sugarcoat your mum for you. Your mum is a witch and will be treated the same way she treated your stepdad. No, I don't think you are the jerk here at all. You you might think that it's a little bit weird that that you're the one making the decision, as you said. To be honest, the the link from you to to the man that so sadly passed away, Christopher, is is so tenuous or it's so weird that I can't even put it into words. What is it? So he, it was your ex-wife's ex. It's a weird link. Therefore, should you be the one making these decisions? Probably not. However, given that he gave you power of attorney and yeah, died at your house. And to be fair, sadly, I mean, I don't know if it's sad or not, but it's not ideal. It seemed as if you were the closest person to him when he died. Yeah, I think it's completely your decision as to whether whether you let Diana come or not. And clearly you don't like her. I think that's very fair. And uh, yeah, if you don't want her there, I guess, Christopher, in saying that you are his power of attorney, has given you the right to decide these things. Obviously, it wasn't discussed before he passed. Otherwise, you would have that answer. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's I think it's reasonable. Now, in saying all of that, I'm discounting the, the kind of reason behind the decision because I think that is just obvious in that if she wasn't willing to, to be by his side when he fought cancer, then she doesn't deserve to go to the funeral. No one's saying that she, she deserves to go to the funeral. Obviously, she doesn't. She abandoned her husband. The question is just whether you, OP, get to decide that or not. But I think, to be fair, I think you really do. Let me know in the comments down below, though. What do you think? Am I the jerk for not paying my nephew's hospital bill? I have four kids. Alexis, who is 15, Lucas, 12, Ronnie, 11, and Ali, 8. Alexis has a lot of health issues. We've been in and out of the hospital for months. Something important to know is that Alexis has a PICC line, which is a big take-home IV, and is getting blood thinner injections every day, so we do have needles and vials around the house. She also occasionally gets pain meds through her PICC line. My sister has two kids, Andrew, who is 12, and Alyssa, who is 9. She brought them to the house to play with my kids not too long ago. Alexis had a minor procedure a couple of days before they came. I was showing my sister a video of Alexis at the house right after the procedure. She was still very high and it was hilarious. She's fine with me showing family these videos. Andrew came into the kitchen, heard the video and asked what it was. 
I said that I was just showing his mom a video of Alexis after she got some pain meds. A few hours later, the kids were grabbing a snack and Andrew took the container with needles and vials of the blood thinner out of the pantry. He asked what it is and I said it's Alexis's medicine. My sister and I left to take our dogs for a walk and I wanted to get a snack out of the pantry when we came back. I noticed Alexis's medicine box was moved so I looked at it and one of the blood thinner vials was a lot more empty than before and a needle slash syringe was missing. My sister and I interrogated all of the kids and we found out that Andrew gave himself a high dose of the blood thinner because he thought it was her pain meds and he wanted to get high. Oh my goodness me. This kid is 12. What? My sister rushed Andrew to the hospital and he stayed overnight. Now she's sending me the hospital bill because I was the one that left the medicine where he could get it. I am refusing to pay because if my 11 and 12 year old boys and 8 year old girl know not to touch other people's medicines, her 12 year old should be able to see a vial and syringe and not drug himself. She is now threatening to sue and I really don't want to go the legal route with this. Am I the jerk for not paying the hospital bills? Now, the reason I'm laughing here is that it's just so dumb. First of all, like a 12 year old kid is completely stupid. It's kind of sad really that a kid would do that. He's just clearly not been educated well. Tough, but it's on you as well as a mother. Second of all, obviously you're not gonna pay the bill, OP. Like it's just insane, absolutely insane. This whole story was, was kind of crazy. Your, your last point is correct though. Your kids know not to touch other people's medicines, therefore, so should this kid simple as that all right guys that is gonna do it for this one let me know in the comments down below how did i do did i make any shocking errors this time in my opinions and my judgment of these five posts to be honest i hope i did because the comments were great last time no but in all seriousness uh, comment down below what do you think about the stories and what do you think about my opinions interested to hear your thoughts i mean there is the reason why i like the subreddit a lot it's because you do get that debate these videos these episodes do get by far the most comments out of all of my other subreddit episodes which is why i like it the interaction with you guys i like going through the comments down below but yeah last time i got it wrong let me know was i more correct this time hey it's paige Desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style